Hey everybody, welcome to season 4 of What's IGN Crushing On? I'm Karen Walby-Solomon and I'm your host and we're here to talk about what's hot in pop culture. Welcome to season four of What's IGN Crushing On. Happy New Year. We hope you all are having a splendid and a great 2022 and that it gets even better. Today on the show, we are once again joined by Leanne and Rebecca. And we have a sp- <laughs> and we have a special guest with us. Paul Boscherman is joining us, the editor of Tagged and who's written for so many other publications. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Oh, we're really excited to have you. When we were talking about potential guests for season four, Leanne was like, oh, I love her so much. Can we? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'll do my best. <laughs> and we are so glad that you agreed to to join. So tell the listeners a bit more about yourself. Okay. Um, I am an editor. I still go around calling myself a journalist, but my friends who are journalists say that I'm not a journalist, apparently. Um, So I currently edit a website called Tagged Online. It's like a year old. And it is about video streaming content. And it's also about a lot of sports content. Before that, I was the founding editor of Careers Magazine. And then I was the lifestyle editor of the Sunday Times. And what else? Oh, yeah, I've written for like Sunday Times, OK Africa, The Times, Robots, Rail Magazine. Like, I can write about anything, 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 <laughs> anybody. Um, but I was I'm under trained. Yeah, yeah. You know what, what did I write about for Robo? I can't even remember what I wrote about. But um, I don't know if it was trains. Um, but I I love to write and I write about anything. And I'm definitely a writer, like trapped in an editor's life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what most people say. And um, like I, I'm not biased, but I'm like I was a big fan of Tag before I joined the team. But I mean, for listeners who haven't heard of Tagged, I feel like it's one of the few South African websites that I feel like goes in depth when it comes to entertainment and sports and like when it comes to like opinions and analysis. It's so well done, the, the content that is created. What has surprised you the most when you've read like a different aspect of, of appreciating entertainment or sport that you didn't realize before reading an article that one of your writers wrote? I don't know um, if you, my question is very convoluted. I, no, I, I do get what you're saying. And I hope my answer doesn't come across as condescending, right? But, you know, I've, I've been an editor more than a writer in my career, right? Like, so for like eight years, I've basically just been tr- basically an editor. And I found that even though I was working like for really big publications with like big name writers, you know, people, you know, quote unquote, people who are big deals, whatever. I found that since working on Tagged, actually, people are so much more creative and intelligent than any other writers I've worked with before, honestly. Like whenever you guys pitch stories or if I even just give you like an angle that I think is super random, the content that I get back to me is always so incredible, so enlightening, so intelligent. I love the way that Mm. like, you know, you write, for instance, but that's for me. The best thing about tagged it's more than anything it's just the actual people we work with who do make tagged as interesting as it is is that you're also creative you're also funny you're also intelligent and not that i'm surprised that you are those things right because that's why i would have approached you in the first place 
but I'm always just like in complete and utter awe. And I'm like, I want to be like that. So, you know, it makes me miss writing so much because you're also amazing. That's for me what I love about Tagged more than anything. I was saying to one of my friends, I was like, I think it was even before I started writing, I was like, the thing what I enjoy about Tagged is that I don't, sometimes I don't even watch the shows which people are writing about, but I still enjoy the article, which says a lot, you know, that you don't even need to have that sort of background of the show, like the way it's written, the angles, like the aspects, like the one about, okay, I don't even, I don't even know what the show is called. There's something about, there's like a family and they own a funeral home. Okay, yes, 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 yes. I think Fruit Woman Sands. Yeah, Fruit Woman Sands. I've read so much about Fruit Woman Sands for somebody who has never watched that show. And and I just really enjoy the articles. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, this is interesting. I should actually watch the show. But um, yeah, maybe I will watch it sometime. That's like every week. (laughs) Most of the things that um, you write about, I haven't had a chance to see because I'm so busy editing and commissioning content (laughs) about all these things. I don't have time. And I'm not saying that in a way to sound important, right? Like, but I just literally do not have Mm. the time to be able to sit down and watch. So you all keep making my to-watch list longer and longer. (laughs) I haven't even seen a trailer for Women's Sense, but I definitely do want to watch it. Neither have I. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even think I know it's in there, but anyway, it's, it seems like a really good show. It's a recommendation from people who haven't watched it yet, but <laughs> it seems really good. Like the, the family drama with the funeral home. Oh my gosh. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so today on the show, we are discussing some important things that happen in pop culture. And this first one I want to talk about is very pertinent because we are on a podcast and I just want to say like, you guys need to be careful about what you say because both Ponang and Cardi B just got huge paydays from podcasts saying like problematic things about them. So I'm just going to recap a little. Okay. We'll start with, with Cardi B. So Cardi B won $4 million in a libel lawsuit against a celebrity gossip blogger who claimed that she was a prostitute who had herpes and used cocaine, firstly. Then, back home here, SA's biggest celeb, Bonang, won 300k from a lawsuit against podcaster Ria Gopani, who made allegations that she introduced AKA to cocaine. So, um, it's hectic, and it's, and it's also, like, I mean... I'm not a lawyer, but I know that like libel lawsuits are very difficult to win. Mm. So if you need like proof beyond beyond reasonable doubt that you know that they were lying, so you know these big wins within a week is a huge deal. What do you guys think? I I firstly I'm really excited by the fact that it was they were both women um, who mm. you know were not going to allow their names to be smeared or used because you know also. When you're in the public eye, obviously, you are content, right? You're not just a human being, unfortunately. You are content for other people, um, like, <laughs> you know, and you're used to, I have to be really careful how I say this, but you're used to being used in a way, right? But if it's, yeah. if somebody is using you while trying to completely destroy you with things that they cannot prove, so many women for so long um, have let that slide. Right, like um, mm. I was watching that Spice Girls documentary. The title keeps changing depending on where you watch it. Um, I think it's called Girl Powered. But I was watching this three-part documentary and one of the things that I was focusing on was just how normalized 
mainstream media misogyny was for so so long i think until at least five six seven eight years ago to be honest i think the me too movement changed so much right um but so many writers journalists editors um tv hosts were getting away with so much bs right in the name of opinion commentary and they were just humiliating women over and over and over again whether it was about like their weight where victoria beckham had to step on a scale when she six weeks after she had her first baby to see if she had gained weight or lost the baby weight and things like that were so normalized and to come from all of that all the stuff that i think we all really grew up on in a lot of the magazines also where you could really say anything you wanted about especially women right and get away with it and then to come to um now a point where you have these women who are powerful and not just like giving off the image of having power but have actual power and are like you are not going to use my name native like you're not going to try and destroy my reputation to yourself and then to take them on i think that's really really amazing it doesn't matter that um ria is a young guy with no money like he should watch his if and words you can't want the power of um being a broadcaster without the responsibility that comes with it I, for me i just thought that was so fantastic shame i felt i thought it was so funny and people kept bringing back his old tweets where he's like or wasn't even old it was like a week before where he was like yeah benang tried coming for me but you failed and then you're like how can you say that before the court case man like <laughs> like you're forced to eat your words but what you said also reminded me like about the backlash against Britney at the moment not the backlash but people saying like oh you know she's and she sounds unhinged and stuff like that but I mean what she had been through these last 15 years or 20 years it's horrible like if you finally get your voice back who's to say what you can and cannot say and especially if you, you finally have the platform where you can speak up against the people who had been hurting you for so long. I was watching, um, she put these clips up of like people, of, of like the talk show host speaking about what's wrong with her sister publishing the book. And I was like, you know, back in the day, Britney would have been seen as the villain. But now, you know, pe- the like talk shows are rightfully calling out what it shouldn't be. Jamie Lynn shouldn't have written that book she should have been speaking to her sister. Yeah. And um, that Cheetah Girls girl, I can't remember what's her name, that's also on the talk, she was saying that um, the book should be titled Things I Should Have Said to My Sister. And she's like, (laughs) that's a person who needs, nobody else needs this book other than she. She's the one you should be talking to. It's great that people are, there's consequences for people's actions. And it's great that, you know, that that, that women are are being seen in a different light. That they're being seen as as being powerful. You can't just say whatever you want to. And I hope that like like it causes people to think before they speak because I feel like that's the big problem. Like people, they think they have the right to say whatever they want to about other people. Um, especially as as Paul said, like if you're in the public eye, you know that doesn't mean it's a free for all. It doesn't mean you can just say and do whatever you want to. But it's also, I think, what Paul had said about. Um using celebrities for clout so thinking you can say whatever you need to say so that you can gain a following and the more outrageous and scandalous it is the better it is for your platform and actually no because at the end of the day it's still a human life it's still someone's life it's still someone connected to a family and kids and whatever and they have a right to defend themselves just because they are famous doesn't mean that you can just say whatever you want to say 
exactly that. You know, I was I was reading the news and apparently, and I was thinking about like Rihanna and what she's like, her wild journey. And I don't know if you guys saw, but Chris Brown was just um, accused of, of abuse again and rape <laughs> and dragging his, 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 well, not even his girlfriend, just a ra- like a girl that just randomly, it was like a Bill Cosby type situation. But it's like, how many, I can't, like for me, I'm like, you know, how many chances Chris Brown going to get? Like, I haven't heard a relevant Chris Brown song in so long. I mean, I kind of get, like, I, I don't kind of get, but I mean, I, I understand, you know, the the need of Michael Jackson stands to support Michael Jackson and like those people. But like, you know, Michael Jackson has a whole history of good, good, good product he put out. But Chris Brown, man, like, Mediocre and if you say anything about him, like the stands come for you on Twitter. And I'm like, what stands? Where are you? What are you standing? Like that one backflip he did in like in Iranet. What are you standing? I don't get it. <laughs> you know, with this latest Chris Brown allegation also, it's 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 so crazy because you'd think that people really, and I'm using this word very loosely, love a law and order type of assault story right so if you are not like beaten within an inch of your life and able to speak if you can't look people in the eye do you know what i mean like you have to be you have to fit this real the stereotype that i think we've seen in law and order sbu specifically so many times for people to say oh that was assault so when you read that headline and then you read the story that he dragged he dragged this woman and he raped her on a yacht you're like oh my god that's really intense that's so bad that's so dark hopefully this is the end for it end for him but it never is because with rihanna there were those pictures we saw the pictures of rihanna and her face there's another soccer player mason greenwood who's trending on twitter the moment for also beating a woman who put up a video um online of herself like oh my god like i don't know if you saw it it's quite graphic like bleeding and whatever but of course because you can kick a ball around i'm presuming people will just eventually let it slide like they did with cristiano ronaldo like they keep doing it with chris brown because yeah he can do a backflip and dance like Asher. It's it's insane because how many women must come forward? Even Bill Cosby, he still had people supporting him. So like you could you could have raped ten thousand women, and then people will say it's a plot by whoever against you um, to you know have these ten thousand women claim to be victims of yours. I hate that. Yeah, no, it's exactly that. Like I mean, it's been like consistent. Like I think someone did a Twitter thread, but I I don't know. I think I was I probably was a bit of a Chris Brown fan when I was younger because I I remember them all like quite clearly like even with um Kurushi, like he was he had a, there was a restraining order against him there was another girl as well where where he was accused of abuse and like you know with Rihanna he was just he had a bit of probation he had to go for like a domestic violence counseling type thing that didn't work yeah but I it's mean, the fact that it's a recurring theme every couple of years it's the fact mm. that like there's been a pattern it's continuing to be a pattern and like he's still getting away with it that's like for me actually the wildest story is the fact that you were on a yacht so it was an enclosed space with people presumably that you know and I'm just kind of going what was everybody else doing like were they just because in my mind I'm like everyone there is a little bit complicit because surely at some point you know what's going on, like, you know what's happened, or, yeah, no, that, that for me is actually the wild part. 
there was something I read when um, Amanda Dupont, when she had that, that video that she posted, and it was said that when people rape you, they tend to do it when there's other people around so that you can't scream or, you know, you, you embarrass. And I know that this girl was drugged, but I mean, we, I mean, we don't know. They could have gone to a separate room or, but I mean, I was also like, she had a friend there. Where was that friend? Was her friend also drunk? But I mean, okay, we don't blame other people. This is Chris Brown's situation. But yeah, I know. I, I feel like this is like enough now. Enough. Mm. I don't want to hear about how we're hearing it from one perspective or anything like that because we've heard it from every perspective for years now. And people always talk about cancel culture, but like cancel culture doesn't really exist. Like there's very little consequences for actions. I mean, they, they go quiet for a couple of months and then all of a sudden they pop back up again. So, you know, not cancel culture, it's consequences of your actions. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I know this is a, a trend now and he needs to face the consequences of it. Okay. <laughs> Going on to a bit more lighter topic. So last year on the podcast, we spoke a lot about Kim and Pete. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson and their budding romance. The Anne is a big Pete Davidson fan. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but now Kanye is hitting back and he is dating Julia Fox. So, what are your guys' opinions on this relationship? Do you think it's genuine? They date too. They already had like a um, like a photo shoot. <laughs> um, so, what are your opinions on this? Okay, so disclaimer, I have never seen an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like, it's just, it's not a thing that was a part of my life or that I cared about. But in recent months, over the last couple of years, I've absorbed so much Kardashian news. It's been a bit chaotic. And the one thing I will say is, I don't think enough credits or people are talking enough about when Kanye and Kim first got together, and even if, like through their relationship, She's made comments about how he styled her and he was very specific about what she, she should wear and what she should post and what she should do. And the fact that like he's doing all of this with Julia and it's, it's seen as like these big gestures of romance. And like, I don't know if I'm the only, but I'm kind of like, for me, it's a red flag because it's control. Like he's controlling what she looks like. He's controlling what the new aesthetic is and how he has influence over that aesthetic. And at some point it's going to be, I made you because like, that's what he's doing. I mean, even down to the fact that he's doing the weird eyeliner, like he's her makeup artist now. I'm just like, I, it, it's giving me thriller for lack of a better word. Like I don't, it's not making me comfortable. Um, yeah. I'm a big Keeping Up with the Kardashians fan. Like, I'm not even ashamed. And I, I understand all the criticisms against it. But, like, and people saying, oh, you know, especially if you're, like, a black person and you're, like, the Kardashians, you're suspect. I don't care. It's cool. If you think I'm suspect, that's cool. But when it happened in Keeping Up with the Kardashians, it was very weird. And, you know, a lot of the fans, we spoke about it. And when we watched it also, it's very uncomfortable. She was uncomfortable. He literally shows up with her stylist and throws out all her clothes. It was an entire episode. And in the... Um, 
what do you call them confessionals even her family was like that's very weird behavior because it was very weird and and Kim was very like withdrawn but like really in love with him obviously so she was, she was just like ah, oh, he knows best because he's a fashion expert or whatever you know what I mean um he's the genius and he did that with her and then he made her even sexier than she was before right but then later on as the seasons progressed when she did the Met Gala and she wore that wet look it was the camp thing by Mugler right he was so upset about that outfit because now he changed his life and he's missed the religious Sunday service. And he was telling her, this is too sexy. My wife can't go out like that. And what I loved was that even though he Kim had started off as his doll for sure, he'd always done this thing that men do, a lot of men do, where they pretend to support you. So they do all the right things where it looks like they support you. They've got your back. You know, he wants you to do better. He made her really, really confident, but I don't think he expected her to actually become confident, if that makes sense, and then use that confidence against him. And I'm using that in quotation marks, right? Um, So at the end, she was standing up for herself. She's like, but number one, you encouraged me to be the sexy. Number two, this is my image. I'm owning it like you said I should. So this is what I'm going to wear no matter what you say. And I remember that scene, he stormed out of like this hotel room in Paris because he was so mad. And I was like, but you created, quote unquote, that kind of woman, but then you don't actually want that kind of woman. He is so problematic. But it's that thing of like, you know, the confidence is linked to me. So if I'm not the center of that confidence, then how very dare you? It's like that whole concept. So yeah, no, red flags. People were saying that Julia is like um, bringing her in the situation because he was like begging Kim to come back, even though he was dating like a 22 year old. And then now it's like, he wants to kind of like, he wants his own, like he wants to show her he can replace her. But like, okay, I think Julia is, is quite a, good actor because I really liked in Uncut Gems but she had like this weird situation and I was still like tripping on this by the time she was dating Kanye but um she had been separated from her husband and she posted on Instagram she was like this man is a deadbeat dad and he doesn't take care of his child and he's on drugs and he's sleeping with his aunt and then Throwing out these wild, okay, um, it might be true. I'm not going to, you know, I don't know. might be true. But she threw out that, those wild accusations. Then she went quiet about it. Then she appears on the scene with Kanye. And I was like, if people see Julia as like Kanye's like image, like trying to reform his image, then Kanye could also be that for Julia because now nobody's talking about her weird um, outbursts on Instagram. All they're talking about is her relationship with Kanye. And that's all she's talking about too. Yeah, but are they saying good things about it? Like, that's, that's, <laughs> like, guys, though, if you're doing this for the PR, do you understand that the fact that everyone is calling it out as a PR relationship defeats the purpose? And, like, I didn't know, I was not paying attention to Julia Fox before this. Now, all of a sudden, she's on my radar, and I'm aware of that whole story with the ex-husband and the Instagram and whatever, whatever, and, like, the mates. So I'm like, I would never have known about that if it wasn't for this relationship. So, yeah, it's 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 a bit of a an interesting. People are talking just, about her. They yeah, weren't talking about her before. Before, I just found it interesting that she gave themselves the nickname. Like she named the couple. <laughs> don't you wait for the tabloids to do it for you? I don't know. It's just me. And also, why is it Julie? Like, for me, it disturbs me. Why is there an I there? It doesn't even need the I. It could just be Julie. You know, it just looks stupid with the I there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'm just like, get your money, girl, to be honest. You know, if 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 this is a PR relationship, which I definitely think it is, or they're both just living in 
a world maybe we'll never understand. I just, I think celebrities, especially in Hollywood, are just, I don't know, aliens sometimes. Um, I'm just like, get your money. If she's going to, I hope she's going to make some good cash. I hope that she doesn't come out of it with trauma stories like two, three years down the line where, you know, she's telling us about this horrible, abusive place where she lost herself. I hope that's not what it becomes. I hope she's able to actually afford being a single mom for the rest of her life, to be honest. Like, I'm just like, you know, if it's about coins, get them. So, so coming up in 2022, what are you guys looking forward to content wise, even gossip wise? What are you, what are you hoping to see? How oh. the dragon number one. I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. I was even on a, like a Game of Thrones podcast. We had one for season eight, which was very frustrating because we didn't know season eight was going to turn out to be such rubbish, but I really love Game of Thrones. So House, House of the Dragon is the first spinoff, right? From all the planned Game of Thrones spinoffs. And it's about the Targaryens. Um, and HBO has not told us a release date for that yet, but I can't wait to see it. Like I can't wait to waste more money and energy and love on this universe that I love. And then also the Apple series adaptation of the book Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. I've been reading that book for two years. I'm on page 100, <laughs> not because it's not good, but I just cannot concentrate. So I'm excited to, number one, be pushed to actually finish the book so that I can be a total jerk online and be like, the book was better. So I can be part of that community complaining about how it does not match the book at all. I think it'll push me to finish the book, but I'm also excited to see an Apple TV adaptation of a book set in like colonized Korea. I think that's going to be dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's so much, I suppose. Um, apparently they say Legally Blonde 3 might be coming out in 2022. So, you know, love me a good cheesy rom-com. I'm here for that. Then Serrano with Peter Dinklage. We're doing an adaptation of that, which looks really, really good. And I'm keen to see. Honestly, though, I think as the world is slowly moving back to normal, um, slightly slower in SA than in Europe. I'm looking forward to like live music again, like being able to to attend concerts and enjoy music in person because that's something I've desperately missed over the last two years. So lots of TV and movie stuff, but I'm excited to get out into the world and, and start experiencing that. Rebecca? Um, so to be honest, um, you guys know me well enough now where I'm usually not in tune with what's actually going on in the world. Um, so I've made a list now with what Pearl has said, what Leanne has said, and top of the list is definitely going to see live musicians play again. Not because I only want to hear live musicians play, but to also see that the industry is hopefully going to recover after, and not only the music industry, but the, basically the arts. Um, I think it took quite a hit over the past two years and for everyone to just get back into things again is quite quite something to look forward to but also I don't know if this is part of the crashing on thing so for 2022 um, I'm going to attempt to use TikTok figure out that thing because I feel like there's a certain age where it's just like it's too late now and I need to do it now now is the, what are you saying you haven't reached it yet <laughs> oh okay but <laughs> I feel like it's coming up. It's coming up slowly. It's creeping up on me. So I'm going to attempt to go back to, or attempt to use TikTok. And yeah, essentially, whatever whatever we say, whatever Karen brings up on the podcast is what I'm going to add to my list of uh, things to look forward to. I'm like, I I'm so confused with dates. I don't know what is when, but I just know that I 
I'm really excited for Bridget in season two. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah I've been waiting for that so that's so I read the Bridgerton books like when I was like in my early 20s and I was super into it um I went through like a very like heavy like Regency romance stage of my life and the second book I was obsessed with like I've read that book so many times over the years and now this, the second season is based on that so I'm really really excited and the fact that you know it's that the main lead like the lead female is Indian I'm obsessed I love it so much uh, yeah just everything that I've heard about it it's like I hope it doesn't disappoint but I feel like it's at this point like you know you get to a point where you're like oh anything that happens in the books is good like I mean in, you're going to be disappointed I'm at the point now where I don't even care anymore where I'm like anything that I see in live action will be good like any <laughs> sort of like just to be able to see it on TV I'll be I don't care I don't care. But yes, I'm very, very excited for that. I'm very, very excited for like for the theater to open up again. We we struggled such a lot during lockdown and with theaters closing and shows only running for like a week when it's supposed to run for a month. And mm. I really, really want to go back and and you know watch plays again. So I'm I'm very, very excited for that. So yeah, that's my 2022. I did want to actually ask before, but I forgot. So I'm gonna go back and ask this. Um, Pearl, if you could tell us, this is something we ask everybody, but if you could tell us who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, man. It's tricky because now he's like an abuser, but alleged abuser. Oh, so we didn't get sued. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp was my first celebrity crush. Um, I didn't understand English at the time. I only learned to speak English when I was like eight years old. I didn't speak it at all before that. And he was on 21 Jump Street. And I remember watching it at my grandmother's house. And he'd be like in this black leather jacket. And he was just so beautiful. Oh, my God. And he was my crush until until and then until like this whole um the Amber Heard allegations came out or you know after that then I had to store I had to let him go but Johnny Depp man what a perfect person then oh. yeah but his face was like perfectly symmetrical oh, oh yes. and he was like so rudy and like you know for seven-year-old mm. me I don't know but I thought that was hot <laughs> now that's understandable it's understandable Okay, so now we're going to go into the crushing on section. So we're just going to talk about something that you've watched recently, heard, what experienced recently, which you would like to recommend. So, Pearl, do you want to go first? I mean, does it have to be like a tangible thing that people can go watch or something? Because honestly, I'm crushing on the idea of just being a housewife without a husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. I'm that not, sounds I'm not good. Um, you know what I mean? Like we work so hard. We're working all the time. I like I have to work for all my money. I'm crushing on the idea of not working for my money. So like yesterday, um, I was leaving the house to go to a client engagement at it was like five or six p.m. Um, I'd come home to change because it was freezing cold in Joburg for some stupid reason. And I was leaving, and my child and then my child was like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "I have to work so I can get money." And she said, "Why don't they just give you money and you don't work?" And I thought that's a great idea. <laughs> So that's what I'm crushing on. Love that. I love that. <laughs> and Julianne? Okay, so I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but I, off the back of Dean, the Dean and Nagel uh, podcast, and Dean was talking about Team Wolf, I started watching Team Wolf for the first time ever. And so we basically just binged all seasons of that over the last two and a bit months. And I'm obsessed. Like, I was like... I love it. I finished it. I, I'm in awe. I'm excited for a movie. Like, I just give me more styles. I just want all 
almost ours, um, basically. Um, and then two things, which is not really a crushing on, but I feel like I just, I need to talk about it. So okay, I watched on. Brazen and I watched The Royal Treatment on Netflix. So Brazen, it's the Alyssa Milano and the dude from Bold Type. And they, it's like a detective novel, murder mystery, romance situation. Very strange, very, very strange. But like good, I'm hoping it has that like Netflix trying to do Hallmark vibe, like mm. murder mystery, and it's a little bit risque, but then it's still very PG. Mm. Um, so fun. A royal treatment. I am upset because it is horrible, and I've been lied to, and I've been scammed. Because when you see Netflix rom coms, and the build up is very Christmas Netflix rom com. Like, it's literally, a, like, a very similar story arc. And you see the Netflix logo, you're expecting a certain level of, like, production quality or whatever. And you've seen Netflix do cheap romance and do more, more, more paid-for romance. But even as a cheap, like, I was just, they, whoever the art director was, I was not a fan of the direction they took. I felt like they paid for their two leads and then everybody else was just, like, they because they couldn't afford anything else. I don't know. It was just, I'm, I'm so sad to be so disappointed in a, in a rom-com. Like, I'm, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> that guy's kind of hot, though. In the, I haven't watched yeah, it. I just saw the, I just so saw the picture. the guy who played Aladdin. Aladdin. And apparently it's like one of his first things after Aladdin. So, I mean, I was, I was, I was looking forward to it, but I was like, oh, baby, I let you down. Um, yeah, Rebecca? <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's uh, similar to what Paul said, but maybe not as um, hectic. Um, so mine is just, um, I've been, because I've been away from home for such a long time, I've been missing foods from home, uh, specifically peppermint crisp tart. Um, and so, yeah, I'm crushing on my attempt to teach myself how to cook uh, <laughs> South African meals this year. And I'll continue to, yeah, I'll also continue to just figure out what's happening on the local music scene as well because i think there's going to be quite a big like a big explosion of artists coming out with new things fresh ideas um especially after the two years of having to sit indoors and mm. be introspective um so i'm looking forward to that sounds good i um i recently watched this show called the after party on apple tv plus which i am enjoying so much so they, it's it's a, it's a story about this this group that was a high school 15 year high school reunion and they go to this after party after the union one of the, the 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 members played by Dave Franco becomes like this Justin Bieber type pop star and like they're like oh my word he's coming to the union so everybody comes or whatever then they go to an after party at his house which obviously just a few um select people so this is in the trailer so i'm not spoiling anything but he ends up dead and then Tiffany Haddish comes in and she's the detective and she like interviews everybody like who is who was there to find out who's the murderer because her way of doing things is like everybody has a story and within all those stories we can find out you know what is what whatever but it's it's so well done Tiffany Haddish is so good she she's not playing her usual like over the top character it's she's she's a lot more muted but she's still extremely funny like her delivery her like her comic timing is still perfect and then Everybody tells their story, but the way it's done is that they have a different character story each episode, but it's also in a different genre because in her head, she says it's like a movie. So like the first character, um, Anik, 
he's paper sandwiches and his is like like a romance like he came to the union to like rekindle his romance with his former crush and then the next episode is um Ike Baronet uh, from from Mindy Project and he's like a, was a school bully and his is like an action movie and the next one is um John Ralphio from so cool. from Parks and Rec and his is like a musical and then there's an episode that's in animation and like cuz the one goes an art teacher and there's a like a um Ilana Glazer also plays a character and hers is like a psychological thriller and every it's like it's so well done but it's also funny and it's also you don't know who the murderer is i've um i've watched screeners cuz i'm reviewing it so i've i've watched like seven out of the eight episodes and i still don't know who the murderer is but i'm but That's i'm like cool. but it's not it doesn't make me bored or anything like that and oh i'm i'm just i i'm so into the show and yeah, it's on Apple TV Plus. The first three episodes are out now. You've named some amazing comedians in it. John Ralphio from um, from <laughs> Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, Tiffany Haddish. I mean, oof, I'm obsessed with the comedy, man. Like she's oh, she's great. Yeah, but it's 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 really really well done. Um, so guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Paul, for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um. We'll be back next week with a new episode, but have a great first week of Feb. Cheers. Me, you can find at Karen Walby on Instagram, at Karen Walby's with an S on Twitter, and sign up for my newsletter, Wildstreams at wildstreams.substack.com. The podcast can be found at Crushing on Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find us at What's IGN Crushing On on YouTube. And you can find more information about this and all our other episodes on our website, crushingonpodcast.com. Send any feedback to mail at crushingonpodcast.com. And you can send us voice notes at plus two seven seven eight three six two two five six six. Join our Facebook group, Crushing On Club, where we chat about the show celebrity news, recommendations, the whole shebang. The show is produced by me, Karen, as well as Rebecca Barchers and Leanne Philipson. The show is edited by Rebecca Barchers. Our logo was designed by Nathifa Maruf, and the show was created in partnership with IGN Africa. If you like the show, tell everyone that you can, any way that you can. Keep up to date with episodes by subscribing to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review the episodes in Apple Podcasts as it helps others to find the show. We'll be back next week with another in-depth conversation with a pop culture lover. See you then. Bye.